London Calling. London Walks Connecting. London Walks, here with your daily London fix. Storytime, history time. The headlines tell the story. Headlines like, Should the festival go ahead? Nine million pound bill for festival. 572,000 pound loss on festival. Festival gardens may lose one and a half million pounds. Festival gardens work a month in arrear. Inquiry into festival gardens expenditure. Festival garden delay. Inquiry into festival cost extended. 1,250 strike at festival gardens. Compensation for delay. Battersea confusion. MPs questions today on festival food prices. Funfair men's dispute. Skyland roped off for hour by mistake. Festival meal cues to be ended. They make grim reading, don't they? Not much question about it. It was a shambles. And if there's a lesson to be learned here, a moral to this story, to use that old-fashioned term, it's this. Bad things happen when there's not enough money. Okay, let's get all this into focus. It's the spring of 1951. The war has been over for six years. Britain and her allies won the thing. But the hard times, they're still a-coming. For one thing, there are the enormous war loans owed to the United States. Britain's only just started paying them off. The first annual repayment was made in 1950. The last repayment will be made on December 31st, 2006. Yes, just over 15 years ago. And in 1951, they're still rationing. If anything, it's worse now than it was during the war. Because once the war was won, the Yanks turned off the tap. So it wasn't just a bad few years. It was a bad many years. And those hard times are going to be around for quite a while yet. Which is why they gave themselves a party, the Festival of Britain. They wanted to cheer themselves up. But as those headlines attest... It was a party got up under extremely straitened circumstances. They didn't know at the time, but there was a brief respite coming, just two years in the future, the coronation of their beautiful young queen, and on that same day the news coming through that Mount Everest had been climbed. In the event, that was much more of a national tonic than the Festival of Britain, But of course, in 1951, they had no idea that that was just 24 months ahead of them. So they battled on, gamely, showed some of the pluck that got them through the war, overcame the odds, overcame their straitened circumstances, put on their festival. It was in two places. The festival on the South Bank was the more important of the two venues. It's still remembered 
not least because of the permanent memento of the Royal Festival Hall. This podcast is a nod to the other, the now largely forgotten venue, the Festival Pleasure Gardens in Battersea Park. And yes, today's the day. After all those troubles, the long uphill slog, the Pleasure Gardens opened on May 28, 1951. Yes, they were three weeks late, but given those headlines, that's hardly surprising. So let's the rest of this just be an act of conjuring up the Festival Pleasure Gardens, an act of remembrance, an act of reaching out to the British greatest generation, doing the best it could with its limited means. The press did its bit to G things up. It spoke of the garden's beauty, fun, thrills, and entertainment. And to be sure, it, it wasn't the same old. There were lakes and flowers and Regency-style shops and pretty girls in period costumes and an open-air stage and 12 restaurants and three beer gardens and a dance pavilion and a cinema and a playland for kids and a grotto and a prefabricated theater by the river and an amphitheater and illuminations at night and a fireworks display and not forgetting the festival clock. In the words of the Illustrated London News, when the quarters strike, roundabouts spin, acrobats ring the chimes, and surprising things happen. But let's be honest. It was putting a brave face on things. The most telling measure for me of the whole down-at-heels, rather sorry affair was the performance that night of Handel's Water Music. He was mounted in the 1,300-seat amphitheater. The admission charge was four pence. There were 22 people in the audience. It won't do, though, to have that grim little statistic be our last look at the festival. No, let's end on a high note. Let's end looking up at Johnny Karoff doing his acrobatics in the sky, balancing on his head for 10 minutes at the top of a 150-foot-high television aerial. That's the Festival of Britain ghost I want to see whenever I walk through Battersea Park. And that, a trip to Battersea Park. In the circumstances, a trip there especially to visit the Peace Pagoda. That's this podcast's Today in London recommendation. You've been listening to the Today in London History podcast emanating from www.walks.com, home of London Walks, London's signature walking tour company, London's multi-award-winning walking tour company, London's only award-winning walking tour company. The London Walking Tour Company that uniquely fronts its walks with accomplished professionals, barristers, doctors, geologists, archaeologists, historians, Royal Shakespeare Company actors, etc. Guides who make the new familiar and the familiar new. And on that always agreeable note, come then, let us go forward together on some great London walks. Good luck and good Londoning. See you tomorrow.